This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of Keep Watch Pass. We have a very special show today because normally when we do Keep Watch Pass, you know, so on your regular Mondays, it's, hey, welcome to the show. Here's my lovely wife, Carrie. Not today. Because today, it's my lovely co-host, Gomez from the Sleepy G Show. Gomez, welcome (laughs) to the show. How you doing, man? I am doing good, man. Uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you, thank um, you, and happy belated Thanksgiving to you too. Even though our Thanksgivings are separated by a month, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Who cares? We, I think of Canada and America are the same. We're we're one we're one together. Anything down south, I don't know. <laughs> see, so. see, here's the thing. We should celebrate here. Have as much turkey as possible, and by the time American Thanksgiving rolls around, the trip to fam has actually worn off, and we're ready to go for round two. I don't know if I could do another round of turkey or apple pie or pumpkin. (laughs) I am so done already. So the last time you and I talked on one of the shows, um, you had mentioned that you had to appear on Keep Watch Pass because aside from Carrie, you would then be the first quadfecta guest as in appearing on It's Not That Bad, There Can Only Be One, and Grading on a Curve, and now Keep Watch Pass. But... As we were getting ready to to roll, we all of a sudden realized that no, 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 Gomez is the only person five times, five times, five times, five times, five times guest on all of the podcasts because Gomez was also a guest on Made You a Mixtape to anyone who actually remembers that podcast. So Gomez, you have done the impossible. You have appeared on all five shows. Welcome to it. Thank you. Thank you. Now, the funny thing is, Made You a Mixtape was my first ever interview, me being interviewed on another show. That was my very first time ever. And then I get to appear on your show being interviewed, so the circle is now complete. Damn right. (laughs) Woohoo. I love it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. 
I let Gomez pick the subject for the show because, well, it's Gomez. He's awesome. It's all good. Thank you. And he chose movies starring Keanu Reeves. So here's what we are about to do. We are about to go through the filmography of one Mr. Keanu Reeves. And we're going to pick our keep, watch, and pass movies. The keep is the movie we go, whoa. The watch is the movie where we go, whoa. And the pass we go, whoa. So there's a couple yeah, in Keanu speak, if you will. So Gomez, I'm going to let you take the charge here. What is your keep movie for movies starring Keanu Reeves? My first keep of a Keanu movie. It's kind of funny. And I still watch it to this day. It's point break. Oh, wow. I know everyone would probably, everybody would probably say speed because that was his breakout. But I think point break was his one of his major roles at that time, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was in 90, and we're talking Point Break in 91, one year later. But I think really Point Break put him on the map. Um, you had Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves, you had Patrick Swayze. You had a great cast in that movie, and I just loved it. I loved every minute of that movie, and to this day, I still watch it. Oh, I mean, yes, the original. For sure. No oh, yeah, to the remake. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I feel like the idea of what they did was different for the remake, but this is a movie that should have never been remade oh, to God, begin no. with. You know, you should have just left it alone. It's like Ferris Bueller. It's a fine wine and aged perfectly. You don't need to change anything. I, I mean, for what it was, and it and it it was definitely of its time. You know, surfers were extreme. You you, yeah. you, had, you had Anthony Kiedis in the film as well. So you had your Red Hot Chili Peppers fill for that one. You had Flea. No, was Flea in there? No, it was Anthony Kiedis. No, oh, it's Anthony. Ke- no, but I thought Flea was in there for a short cameo. But no, no, no. Flea, I'm, Flea's I'm in other movies. He's in the yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, he was in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I heard. But the thing is, like. Even though it's of its time, it it definitely transcended its time. And I think that's mainly because, you know, in Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, you have two actors that really, have you ever heard anyone say anything bad about Patrick Swayze or Keanu Reeves? No. I wish we could only make more good movies like that with those two. Unfortunately, you know, Patrick Swayze passed away of cancer a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the thing, right? It's like, Actors like that, they have the ability to take even the most, and I'm not saying this about Point Break, but even the most threadbare script and turn it into something enjoyable because they had that likable charisma whenever they were on the screen. So despite the extravagancy of the concept of the film and, and the heist that they're trying to pull off, you kind of believe it because you like, the, you like both mm-hmm. guys. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I have to say, point uh, point break, not on my list. Now, you and I know each other. We've known each other Pretty for good. years now, right? You know yep. me. I'm a sci-fi geek. Yes, I know you are. And It's obvious in the background with all the books. <laughs> well, exactly, right? So it is an audio-only podcast, but I will say that there is a ton of books behind me, and we've talked about this bookshelf recently on this show. There's a lot of sci-fi books mm-hmm. on there, and... It goes with it saying that any film that I have seen so far based on a Philip K. Dick novel is going to do very well. So I'm going to go with my keep movie, A Scanner Darkly. 
So aside from the fact that it's a really cool sci-fi plot and aside the fact that it's taken one of my, you know, more enjoyed sci-fi authors, again, Philip K. Dick, the guy behind the story that Blade Runner, of course, was based Mm -hmm. on, you have one of the most fascinating animation styles in a film that whether you like the film or not, you can't look away from the film and be in awe at everything they put into this film. Like it is a visual masterpiece. That it is. That it is. I mean, I remember too, when this movie came out, there were, I think there was like a bank commercial that came with that had kind of like the same animation style to it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't tell me about interest rates in the same animation styles. I just watched the scanner darkly. Cause I'm going to start to question the reality of your bank. Don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> but the thing is when you, when you have a film that is a lot of style and this mm-hmm. is a film with a lot of style to it, the first thought entering your mind might be the fact that, well, where's the substance? There's a lot of substance in this film. And you had, like, again, a great cast. And anytime, Mm -hmm. of course, you pair um, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder, you're going to have a very good film with good on-screen chemistry. This is, it's a trippy film, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. It's like having Keanu Reeves with Paul Abdul in that music video. Rush, rush. <laughs> and right now, everyone is wishing that I didn't sing, so I'm sorry. Don't worry, and everyone. I'm with you on that one because they're probably going, God, Gomez, don't do the homing. I mean, it was a good song. It's a good it song. Was. Actually, one of her better songs. I, I'll, I'll give Paula Abdul credit where credit is due. That was actually one of her better songs. I like straight up. Although, that being said, and I'm going to flash back here. Because you mentioned being in a music video. Uh-oh. The first time I appeared on Playlist Wars, we were talking Anthrax. Yes, we were. Did you know that Keanu Reeves is in the music video for Safe Home by Anthrax off of the We've Come For You All album? No. This was the... The last original studio album that they did during the John Bush era. Wow. And they put out a video and Keanu Reeves is in it. Literally just walking around. It's like Keanu Reeves walking around and the band playing live. That's basically the video. It's not the best video, but he's in it. But that's so cool, though. They was in it, though. I'm looking at the history right now. Now we need a Dog Star and Anthrax tour. They need to go out on the road together. They should. Yes, I agree with you on that one. All right. So now we get to our watch film. And for me, I like movies with a, you know, occasionally a good stage villain. And Keanu Reeves is not the stage villain in this one, though. It's Al Pacino. I'm going with the devil's advocate for my watch film. Like... This is, and it's not necessarily for Keanu Reeves' performance in this. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's very good. But Al Pacino takes the dialogue and every scene he's in, and it's a buffet, and he basically pulled up the chair with a fork and a knife and just, you know, said, forget the plates, I'm here to eat. It was such a good movie. 
just when I was think I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew lawyers were evil to begin with, right? Oh, yeah. But the thing is, not only do you have a decent performance from Keanu Reeves, and not only do you have a, a just a, a delightfully evil performance from Al Pacino, but you also have a very, very good Charlize Theron. Like, oh, that's right. It's, it's a it's a it's a raw performance from her, but mm-hmm. I, it, it, again, Charlize Theron is one of those actresses that literally can do anything. You could sit there and write down her 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 character description as dresses like a pineapple likes to mamba but more importantly likes to go to metal shows and she would sit there and say i can do this i just need a haircut uh, a plaid shirt and jumper shorts let's go yeah let's just do it she's amazing she's an amazing actress and beautiful to know too so i never complain about charlie's there on but the thing is she has the ability to disappear in her roles like absolutely disappear into her roles like when she was in the movie Bombshell, she yes. looked and sounded and her mannerisms were spot on to that of Megan Kelly. You know, mm-hmm. When she was in Monster, like she was unrecognizable. I didn't realize. I'm like, wow, that's the girl I really wanted to go out with <laughs> before I got married. I was like, damn. Yeah. But I mean, like you have a stellar cast. You have like your your classic you know, good versus evil, morals on the line kind of thing, like like heaven versus hell story, mm-hmm. all set in this, you know, massive law firm. Like, it's it's a great movie, and it plays on the innocence that Keanu Reeves had at the time. Mm-hmm. It did, and that's one thing, because you had uh, Al Pacino's The Devil, mm-hmm. who portrayed that very well. And you had Keanu Reeves, who tries to play like the, uh, I don't know, like the angel kind of guy, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm an angel. Don't do don't do anything stupid. Oh, he, like, he's, I remember there was, he's, he's no angel, but it, no, know. he's not. But there was a couple of scenes like I, I remember there was a couple of like scenes with women in it, and he was just like, "No, no, no, I'm married." I'm like, "Oh, come on, dude, you're a lawyer. You do bumps in the bathroom, probably." Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, it was very much the you know, Keanu Reeves, you know, Kevin Lomax being tempted into joining the dark side which apparently Mm -hmm. has a law office so you know there you go but i mean like even some of the smaller uh performances in this by like craig t nelson and heather matarazzo like you have and connie nielsen you have such a good cast such you do there's a reason why this film still stands the test of time but it does now we're back to you gomez what is your watch film my watch film that i can never stop watching and you know me, I love action, I love comedy, but you know, I, I was thinking the replacements, but I had to go to my goodie, John Wick. Ah, yes. I mean, the man is a retired assassin, as they call him the Babarega, which is the ghost or the devil, whatever you want to call him in Russian. Oh, not Russian, but every, the boogeyman, that's it. They were calling him the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the one of the best. He finds his love, retires. Someone shoots her to get to him. Well, try to shoot him, and they shot her. So you know he gets the dog that she sends. Um, the bad guy, you know, is portrayed, uh, and the son goes as um, Alfie Allen. There we go. It was uh, Joseph. 
and uh, the the Michael Nyquist as Vigo, the real true bad guy. Well, Joseph Vigo's son Joseph wants his 1967 Mustang, which is a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? But you don't mess a man with his dog. No, they go to the guys. No they no. go to John Wick's house. They beat the shit out of him. They kill the dog. They steal the car. Which is funny as Vigo calls John Wick and goes, John, this is Vigo. I'm sorry about your wife. But let's let's cut to the crowd. I mean, he just hangs up. And the best part is, um, oh, God, what was the, uh, William Defoe, Dean Winters, as he goes, what do you say? Nothing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So they're all worried. He goes, how many men do you have? Enough? Send them all. John Wick is pounding on the pavement, getting his guns ready, and he's got an all-out war at his house. And one of my favorite lines, hey, John, hey, Charlie, working again? No, just taking care of business. And the security guy's got shit and walks away. John, I could watch that movie any day of the week, any time of the day, and never get sick of it, just like uh, uh, all the, almost all his movies. I mean, if you were to take a look at just the the synopsis of this film, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just, just the basic plot, you know? Killer out of the business... These guys kill his dog, and now he's out for revenge. And yeah, it's starring Keanu Reeves, the star of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. Your first thought is, this sounds like a comedy. This sounds like one of those more over-the-top, you know, guns a-blazing, John Woo-style comedy. Yeah. But they've turned this, not not just into, like, a decent action film, but a decent action franchise. And the fact that, yeah. you know, if memory serves, nary a single John Wick film qualifies for It's Not That Bad. Like, they're all well-received. Yeah, I loved every single one of them. You, you couldn't do It's Not That Bad on, that, on John Wick because there's not one bad John Wick. Now, if you said Beverly Hills Cop movies... I'll say the third one was the worst. Yeah. And now you're getting the spinoff. You're getting Ballerina that's coming out in 2024. You know, and he's in that movie. He's in it as well as Anna de Armas, Chloe Grace Moretz, Norman Reedus, Lance Reddick. Like, you have a killer cast for that. And really, like, striking when the, you know, when when, when the iron is hot is yep. when it comes for Anna de Armas. And she's just getting, like, every big role right now and then good for her too because she's very good as well so yeah it will be curious to see how that franchise fares when the focus is on someone not john wick even though he is still in it yeah it's kind of weird but this is what's kind of funny is where he came from mm-hmm. oh you absolutely know, the, yeah so we're gonna get more insight on that where he came from and why you know what i mean like how did the ballerina become such a huge uh, thing for him when it's ballerinas. But then you see in the second movie, John Wick 2, where he came from, and his name is not John. Well, John is Jantani in Russian, I think. Yeah, so, there's, there, there's a backstory that needs to be flushed out. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because we get to see where he really came from. So props and bravo to that. I think so, that's one of the things that made the first John Wick film so good is, yeah. and it's again, aside from all the action and all the acting, is that here was this character 
that had this lush backstory that this this world was built and they didn't really take the time to introduce you to it they just they mm-hmm. spoon fed you just enough so you kind of knew what was going on and it was just mm-hmm. enough and it has left a, a rich tapestry to explore for the rest of the film so mm-hmm. they have done it and they've done it very well like you don't need to tell us everything about this character in the first 30 minutes of the film nope. you, you can leave some mystery and that's mm-hmm. okay that's perfectly fine Oh, absolutely. And, and, and they did a great job of that. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. All right. We've talked good. We've talked okay, but now it's time to talk not so good. What is your past film? 
everyone's going to hate me for this one. But I did not really care too much for Bill and Ted Face the Music. I, I don't hate you for that one. It was it was one of the films that I actually considered as my pass, and I completely agree with you on this one. I mean, yes, it's just it, it's it's done. You should have left it at two. Two was funny, you know what I mean. It was kind of cool. Th- the three, there. Th- listen, I like the fact that Keanu Reeves was trying to repraise that role, and so is Alex Winters. But guys, you're seasoned a little too much. <laughs> I mean, the the thing is, you know, the the first one is just, uh, you know, just a charm, right? Oh yeah, the first one was great. The second one was okay. There's some great parts in that. I uh, I love when they brought death in, involved. I mean, you, know, you praise every every bass player, and death on yeah. bass is just perfect. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. Don't mess with the Reaper <laughs> as he does his little song and dance. <laughs> but the thing with this one though is that it took these characters and. It made you at a very weird time in history because, you know, it, it was still like this was a pandemic release yeah. as well or like tail end of the pandemic release. Mm-hmm. And they took two characters that people loved and introduced them to their own mortality. And it was like, no, no, show me, show me fun. Show me happy. I, yeah. I get it. Now, I, I will say that the actresses who played their daughters actually did a decent job. The, the girl who they played... Keanu's daughter and it was spot on to what Ted was so you know they, they did some good casting and obvi- they did. obviously you're going to be missing the presence of the late great George Carlin you know yes. so so that that was you know it's, it, it was difficult to do because without Carlin it just didn't feel right anyway yeah I mean it's just because of the of that fact you know what I mean it just it's hard yeah, I mean, yes, the story had been told, I think, already to death in two movies, and I think you could have passed on, but I com- I completely agree with you. It's it's. I was excited when I first heard about it, and mm-hmm. I was lukewarm after I saw it. I was like, thank God I did not spend nine fifty for this movie. Yeah, or ten, whatever it is to go to a movie these days. I catch the early flicks. That's why I said nine fifty. <laughs> so if if the movie's bombed, at least I will never, no one will ever know I was there. Yeah, you you can decide your dinner after the movie, depending on how good the movie is. If it's a yeah. good movie, we have a good dinner. If it's a bad movie, we get some Metamucil, call it a day, and pretend we never saw it. It's all good. Pretty much that's what I did. Kind of feels like how I felt when I went to the theater many moons ago to watch Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. And I can pinpoint the moment when this film lost me. Dear Mr. Henry Rollins, I don't care how much you think you need to scream when you are performing, but if you're the only person screaming in the scene, maybe that shouldn't be the moment. There, I mean, I just, let, let me go over this cast, okay? And, and tell me when you've changed the channel. Keanu Reeves, okay, I'll stick with it. Dina Meyer, love her, she's great, I'll stick with it. Ice-T, I'm intrigued, maybe. Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren, click. <laughs> Henry Rollins. Yeah. Henry click. Rollins actually, no, Henry Rollins is, is a good actor, just not in this film. You know where I found when he was a good actor? You're going to laugh at me. In the movie with Michael Keaton, Jack Frost. I mean, again, that was a good film. 
He was yeah, good he, in it. He was. But again, here's another, you know, rock Ke- and roller. Keanu Reeves, no, no, but with Johnny Mnemonic. Here's yeah. Here's another Keanu Reeves led sci-fi film based on a science fiction work of literature, in this case written by William Gibson, who wrote the 1981 short story on this. And William Gibson, a phenomenal story, you know, writer unto mm-hmm. himself, right? But the thing is, is that if it's, no matter how good the story is, or at least the, you know, the, the source material if the acting brings it down and all it really takes is one bad actor to knock you out of a scene. And I'm not saying Henry Rollins is a bad actor. Oh, I'm no. just saying in that moment, yeah, he derailed Johnny Mnemonic for me. It was kind of funny in an interview. I forgot where, who he was interviewing uh, Keanu Reeves. He said he wished he could do Johnny Mnemonic again and redo the whole movie. I mean, I can see that. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you're doing a dystopian sci-fi film before you really have the technology to do it. Yeah. You know, so yes, if you had a chance to go back and redo it with today's technology, and keep in mind this film came out in 1995. Yeah. Yes, you were doing some decent sci-fi in 1995, but can you imagine what this cyberpunk film would look like today? It would be actually really good. Yeah. I would actually enjoy it. You know, and the thing is, if you took the time to make the film in more maybe not necessarily the the stark somber tone of a of of a movie like um the creator but mm. if if you just take the time to give it that dark feel to it and i think in, because in 1995 you had a lot of films that were like all right everything's going to be bright and neon and glowing and no right. just just no pretty much but that you definitely need Metamucil, Milk of Magnesia, and no Dolph Lundgren, and no Dolph Lundgren. Even though he I, really poop, he really poop shoot that movie. I mean, he he's okay in some movies. I actually didn't mind Dolph Lundgren and Aquaman. You know, he knew the assignment. He did the assignment well. Um, I actually didn't mind him in The Expendables. In The Expendables, he was all right. Yeah, because he was exactly what you wanted him to be. And but I really uh, wanted him to go against Rocky again. It's just—it's another movie that him and uh, Sly Stallone could be together and pretend and throw little punches at each other and say who's the best. Listen, Rocky always beats Dolph nine times out of ten. Well, you had that in what Creed two? Creed three, yeah, Creed two. It was Creed two, yeah. Creed two, and Brigitte Nelson. I wonder how that was working with his ex-wife. Well, I I think it's been long enough ago that everyone's kind of moved on and you know lived their own life. Yeah, but still, I want to know how it was to work with that. Uh, I don't know. Ask uh, Flavor Flav. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. All right, Gomez. So, remind our viewers again, what were your keep, watch, and pass films of movies starring Keanu Reeves? Oh, God, yeah. First one, Point Break, John Wick, the first John Wick, and on top of it, the real... Uh, Bill and Ted facing the music, which I, ugh, I really wanted to love that, but I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I I think that's the sentiment to everybody because the minute it was like I said, the minute it was announced, everyone was like, "This is the movie that will save us from the last three years." Yeah. And then you watch and go, "This is the movie I wish they didn't make at yes. all." 
That was the war movie that I wish they never made. It was that bad. Yeah. And for me, my movies were A Scanner Darkly was my keep movie. The Devil's mm-hmm. Advocate was my watch. And Johnny Mnemonic was my pass. Gomez, thank you so much for this. Now, before we go, I want you to take a moment here and let our listeners know where they can find you on the internet and where they can find the Sleevy G Show. So, thank you. I'm uh, working hard on the Sleevy G Show. Uh, had some amazing guests this year, you know, especially Jason. Uh, we had, we talked some Tony Hawk in episode th- three. Was three, yeah. It was episode three. Um, we are going to talk some hockey soon. We just got to wait to get our schedules kind of in line. Um, you can easily find my blogs on sleevygpodcasts.com. And then also I do have a link tree, uh, link tree slash sleevyg79, which I post up every day on X, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere you can find me, even a little TikTok now. You got the CVG show on TikTok. You know, I'm having a great time. Um, I'm reaching the plateau of 50, 50 episodes coming up. Um, you know, it's huge. My one-year anniversary is coming up next in January. It, just a lot going on on the show, man. One year almost. 50 episodes, man. How, where did the time go? Seriously, where did the time go? A lot of time and energy has been put onto this show, and... I got to thank, actually, and I got to thank uh, Unfiltered Studios who who really now signed me and rep, rep me a little bit. You know what I mean? So I got to thank those guys too, Unfiltered, because without them, I don't I don't know what to say, man. They've just been a great podcast fan. I got to thank them so much for letting me join their crew. Yeah, there, there, there's some good shows on that, on that network there. So mm-hmm. kudos to you, including yours as well. Kudos to you for signing up with them and kudos to them for recognizing how good you are. Gomez, thank you so much for popping on the show. And to you, our listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keep Watch Pass. Now, if there is a topic that you would like us to cover, be sure to hit us up on social media at NotThatBadCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. Also, be informed that all of our shows are now also on YouTube. So if you happen to get your podcast on YouTube, you can go to our website, find the links there. The, everything is there. No matter how you listen to your shows, you can listen to us. Until next time, this is Keep Watch Pass Gomez. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. I'm Jason. Take care.